This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the governor has imposed a series of new restrictions to try to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Universities, colleges, schools, bars, nightclubs, restaurants, and beaches will all be affected. Florida also has its first fatality inside an adult living facility, and health workers are scrambling to isolate and monitor the rest of the residents. The results are in for the Florida presidential preference primary. Sunrise polling expert Steve Vancour and Florida politics publisher Peter Schorsch are joining us to talk about what happened in the Sunshine State and what happens next in the campaign. Former State Representative Carlos Trujillo lands a new gig with the administration. Donald Trump says he'll be appointed Assistant Secretary of State for Western Hemisphere Affairs. After slashing salaries by 10% at the beginning of the month to lighten their debt, the Tampa Bay Times is laying off more journalists. We'll also have your calendar of events and check in with Florida Man, who was busted by Disney for using a dead man's credit card. And now, the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, March 18th. The Sunshine State is cracking down to prevent large gatherings during the coronavirus pandemic. For starters, Governor Ron DeSantis says all bars and nightclubs have been ordered to close their doors. Bars and nightclubs, um, you know, they're going to be suspended for 30 days um, in the state of Florida. I think you've seen a lot of things about people congregating at some of these things. Um, we view that as, as something that could be problematic for, for spreading the virus. Stealth carriers, people who don't have symptoms uh, but then are nevertheless passing along or have such mild symptoms, is something that really we, nobody has a handle on that. Um, if they're not meeting in those big groups, then the chance of that being passed on is less. Restaurants can remain open if they wish, but the governor says they'll have to limit the number of customers and keep them spaced out. We're going to do similar to what California did, where you have 50% capacity limitation. Seating needs to be staggered and limited to ensure that seated parties are separated by a distance of at least six feet. Of course, you know, this virus is transmitted when you were within six feet of somebody. Um, and so uh, we are going to encourage people, consistent with the president's guidance, to utilize takeout and delivery services. We're also going to be requiring that the restaurants screen all employees um, and prohibit entry for employees that may have um, a positive a response to any of the trigger questions in terms of in terms of health. Now we did this. This is the floor for Florida for the foreseeable future. Was in contact with some of the mayors in South Florida, like Mayor Jimenez. I think you're going to see Miami probably go further than that. And, and we support uh, the efforts that the locals are doing. I think this is a virus that is affecting the whole state, but I think it affects different. Uh, communities differently. The response may not always be the same on every little thing. We have a number of counties that have not had a single case, and so I feel that this makes the most sense. It gives the flexibilities to locals to go further if they want to, but also recognizes that we do have some areas um, where, where we haven't seen this yet. DeSantis is also asking state universities and colleges to keep their campuses closed after spring break and switch courses to the Internet for the remainder of the spring semester. He made that announcement after four students from the University of Florida tested positive for the coronavirus. One of the things we've noticed is the universities being uh, with the spring break and the two week, um, a lot of students have just been congregating at the universities and going out and, and doing things there, um, and that's not something we want. If you look at that CDC guidance, I think the number one thing is, like, we don't want large crowds of people congregating right now. We want to have enough isolation uh, so that the virus has more difficulty spreading throughout the community. And so with that in mind, uh, we're going to take a number of steps. Uh, first, 
Uh, I am recommending to the Board of Governors, who are going to talk to the university presidents, um, about going to remote learning for the rest of the spring semester at all Florida universities. And the, the goal of that is that the students not stay congregated on campus, but actually return home. We think that that'll be safer for everybody, and we think that the universities are equipped to be able to handle the remote learning. There will also be major changes in public schools. All testing for students from pre-K to 12th grade has been suspended for the remainder of the school year, and the kids will not be going back to school after spring break. The governor says they will be taught online. For the remaining, uh, from this school year on, all remaining testing for school readiness, voluntary pre-K and K through 12 will be canceled for the school year. Uh, requirements for graduation and promotion and final course grades will be evaluated as those those assessments did not exist. Uh, parents may, at their discretion, choose to keep their child in the same grade for the 2021 school year. Uh, K through 12 grades will not be calculated for 2019, 2020, and schools in turnaround may continue their current status next year to avoid disruption to school leadership and operations. Even the beaches are affected. The governor has ordered limits on crowd size. That's the absolute minimum. He says local governments are free to do more, up to and including closing their beaches. We've also seen issues related to spring break with some of the beaches. Uh, I, I worked with um, Miami Beach Mayor in Fort Lauderdale, supported their closures of some of their beaches because you were having big crowds congregate. We've seen some big crowds on the west coast of Florida, um, and I've had a chance to speak to mayors on both coasts today. Uh, what we're going to be doing is simply for the statewide floor for beaches is applying the CDC guidance of no group on a beach more than 10, and you have to have distance apart if you're going to be out there. So that'll apply statewide. Now, different localities are going to make decisions um, about what makes sense. But having talked to mayors, it's certainly not uniform throughout the state that you're seeing massive crowds at beaches. Some of them are, you know, residents and families in small groups. Uh, so if that is done properly spaced and they want to continue to do that, you know, we want them to have the freedom to do, but also have the freedom to do more uh, if they see fit. The governor has also confirmed one of the worst fears of state health officials. They have recorded their first fatality from coronavirus inside a senior living facility. We've had uh, a death uh, connected to an assisted living facility uh, in Broward County. This is a 77-year-old male who had significant underlying medical problems. Um, there's an investigation underway. The Department of Health sent a strike team last evening upon becoming aware of the individual's positive test result uh, and then worked through the night to check on every other member of the facilities. So all individuals at the facilities are isolated and are being evaluated. A second person at that Broward home died shortly after the governor spoke, and they're trying to figure out if coronavirus was the cause of death. There has also been a third fatality at a separate adult living facility in Fort Lauderdale, and the health department is also checking for the virus there. As of last night, there had been 216 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Florida and seven fatalities. If you are planning to get away from it all by heading for the woods, you better hurry. All campgrounds, campsites, and hunt camps on state forest land will be closed for 30 days beginning Friday. The State Forest Service is also canceling public outreach programs, group events, and tours for the next 30 days. Two casinos located in the heart of Florida's coronavirus outbreak are voluntarily shutting down. The Miami Herald reports Calder Casino in North Miami-Dade is closing its doors until the end of the month, while the casino at Gulfstream Park in Hallandale Beach is closing indefinitely. The announcement comes after several Las Vegas casinos announced that they would voluntarily close as well. The Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood is still open as of now.
The Florida primary is history as Joe Biden and Donald Trump win their respective races. Joining us now to parse the numbers are pollster Steve Vancor and Florida politics publisher Peter Schorsch. Let's get things started with Steve. Well, first of all, I'm glad I didn't go on vacation with the cot camps. And uh, <laughs> Donald Trump is the big winner tonight. Nobody's reporting that he he has crossed the threshold. Big surprise. Uh, Donald Trump is now officially or at least got enough delegates to uh, officially win the uh, Republican primary. Right. He, he's, he's got the delegates he needs. And Florida put him over the top. Uh, he is not the big winner tonight, Steve. The big <laughs> winner tonight is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have reportedly signed Tom Brady, Brady to a $30 million a year contract um, to have them uh, lead them to the promised land. So I don't even know if Joe Biden is in the top three tonight uh, <laughs> as far as winners go. I do have to go, I mean, on, on a serious note, I think you're right. Um, a couple of interesting things happened tonight. Joe Biden won. Bernie Sanders lost. But Bernie Sanders also is now, he's not only lost to Joe Biden, he's lost to coronavirus. Um, it's time to, for him to move off the stage because he's really it's not that he's putting people at, uh, at risk. But, you know, anytime we have a debate now, anytime we have anything that distracts us, from coronavirus response and then an election to decide who is best to respond to the post-coronavirus America um, just seems like it just seems very uh, self-centered at this point. Well, the, the, the mini Super Tuesday, as I dubbed it, uh, after Super Tuesday, we, ta- we started to see the beginnings of the coronavirus. And so at this point forward, the campaign is going to kind of be running on ice a little bit. Because more people are going to be, you know, focused on that than the campaigns, and absolutely true. But now the campaigns really are being put on hiatus. Uh, Ohio was the first, and five other states have already petitioned or already moving. So we're going to go at least five weeks without another. I mean, Alaska is still going to have their, but without another serious uh, primary. And so the, the race is kind of just like. Stalled. And from here, Joe Biden, I don't see how he gets his wheels back underneath him. I just think the race is now functionally over. It's Biden versus Trump. And you're right. Him staying in, he's lost his rationale. All the arguments he used to go to convention and suggest that the superdelegates should sit it out, he should do A, B, and C. He doesn't have any of that rationale at this point. And one, one state to look at tonight I think is really interesting. He tied Hillary. I mean, him and Hillary came out of Illinois tied. And he got crushed. And so he's losing the Midwest, which was his strength, uh, across the board of Joe Biden. His rationale for staying in the race is, is pretty much gone. I think that's one of the reasons, you know, he's kind of gone radio silent after about 11 o'clock. Tonight. All right. So I think one of the interesting things that's happened today, I'm going to give you the numbers right now. Um, I, basically 98, 99% of the turnout is in. Um, Democrats have surpassed their turnout from 2016 by a total of 54 votes. Um, and so, you know, I, you gotta almost give it to Florida, man. Um, not only did they vote by mail, and, that, and I know what some people would say that they, they cannibalize the vote, uh, the election day voting and to vote by mail. 
But we also saw yeah. huge early voting turnouts as well. I saw I was looking at the numbers day by day and in real time, like you were, and I saw seventy five thousand people I think vote on Saturday or a hundred thousand people vote by, early vote. So even after the governor was shutting down the state, even as we were supposed to start social isolating, people were still heading to the polls to vote in elections in which the in which the contests were, were, were no longer in doubt. We, we, I've been on the ground. I started my day uh, to vote at the Emergency Operations Center in uh, Broward County at 6 a.m. Um, we ended Sunday with early voting. was our highest early voting day. And throughout the day, you know what they were doing in Broward County? They, other, first of all, extremely well-run election. I could tell you the problems we had. They were so minute. It was fantastic. I mean, literally, a school moved it from a cafeteria to the library where it was more convenient, but people didn't know which door to go into. I mean, 577 precincts, and we had problems at three of them. But the big issue today was in some of these Democratic areas, which I know everybody's like, that's all about. I mean, the heavy Democratic areas, elderly areas, turnout was high. We were having to print extra ballots. Uh, so turnout was higher than we expected. We, were, we started the day thinking if we hit 20, if we hit 20, that would be a lot, almost at 26 right now. You know, and this is maybe a good place just to – it's been a hell of a day. I mean, it's just been I, – I, I am beat down, and my listeners will uh, – on my other podcast will, will know what kind of day it's been. There was a, a glitch in Facebook tonight that took down several of the most – it took down Politico, it took down us. It took down the Atlantic just as election results were coming in. The first time that's ever happened. Um, but I will say, you know, a phenomenon that seems to be washing over me as this election day comes to a close, I always feel like a Chicago Cubs fan on election day. You know, wait till next year or wait till the next election. Or, you know, you, you as soon as one election is done, you are quickly pivoting. And i got to say, I've never felt this phenomenon where, I really don't know which way to go. I don't know what to say. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen, obviously, with coronavirus. I don't, I don't know how it's going to distill into the politics. I don't know if, you know, I'm watching uh, the new HBO show, A Plot Against America, and, you know, there's hints of uh, dictatorship in that. I, I don't know if, if we are headed to that or not. Um, and so where you usually, again, like after we came out of – think about after South Carolina – it was on to Super Tuesday. After every one of the primary elections, it was on to the next one. And i got to tell you, man, we are frozen in time right now. Yep. Yep. And there's not a no, darn and, thing and, wrong and, with that. And we're frozen, and <laughs> flag, take us out. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's do it again soon. More news in a moment. This is Sunrise from Florida Politics. We all know that guy who says he knew Trump was going to win long before election night. Had he known about Predict It, he could have put his money where his mouth was and made a little extra cash in the process. Predict It is like the stock market for politics. You can buy and sell shares in future events and elections, both foreign and domestic. During the 2018 midterms, Predict It beat other national pollsters like Nate Silver in election night predictions, and it wasn't even close. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Our listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L.
Welcome back to Sunrise. The president says he is appointing former state representative Carlos Trujillo to be assistant secretary of state dealing with Western hemispheric affairs. That appointment will give him the power to influence U.S. policy with regard to Latin America and the Caribbean. Trujillo has been a sharp critic of several Latin American regimes and was an early supporter of the opposition leader in Venezuela who tried to remove President Nicolas Maduro. Trujillo currently serves as U.S. Ambassador to the Organization of American States. He also had a temp gig as a special advisor to the United States Mission to the United Nations during the U.N. General Assembly in 2017. More staff cuts at the best newspaper in Florida. The Tampa Bay Times has laid off Deputy Sports Editor Mike Sherman, Digital Producer Daniel Figueroa, and Reporter Bob Putnam, who covered Pinellas County High Schools. Not much of a surprise there. Last month, the paper announced that staffers would be hit with a 10% pay cut that would last for 13 weeks. Your calendar of events today, well, the Board of Podiatric Medicine holds a conference call at 8, the Citrus Commission meets in Bartow at 9, and the Commission on Offender Review meets at 9 in Tallahassee. And it's time once again to check in with Florida Man, who packs plenty of plastic. A Florida man caught using the stolen credit card of a dead man tried to eat that card to destroy the evidence. 27-year-old Jose Herrera was detained by Disney security after he tried to purchase jewelry and gift cards with the bogus plastic. When Orange County deputies arrived, they found a bag of cocaine in his pocket and more than a dozen fraudulent credit and debit cards. Investigators say the card he used at Disney was stolen from a dead man in Ohio. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.